This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the One who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, what is it about the story of the Magi that is so compelling? What is it about this tale that has captivated Christian artists and poets and painters over the century? Why is it that even to this day, kids love to see the figures of the three wise men, the Magi. One quick answer to those questions is this story, like so many of the gospel stories, tells the whole story. What I mean is in the symbols and movement and drama of this story, the whole of the Christian life, in one sense, is on display. Let me first read to you a little bit of Matthew's account of the journey of the Magi. After Jesus' birth in Bethlehem of Judea, during the reign of King Herod, astrologers from the east arrived one day in Jerusalem inquiring, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. It says here, astrologers, that's the translation of the Greek word magoi. That's what Matthew called them, magoi. Who were they? Magi. We'd say probably some combination of astronomers, astrologers, religious seekers. You know, in Babylon, to the east of Judea, the east of Jerusalem, there was a complex culture of stargazing. People that would gaze up into the night sky, seeking to measure the stars and understand them, yes, astronomy, but also seeking in these stars signs of God's purposes and God's intentions. The Magi were religious seekers. Hence, a first spiritual lesson of this story. Be attentive. Be attentive. Like contemporary astronomers, these Magoi probably slept through the day so that at night they could rise and spend the whole night gazing up at the stars, at the planets, at the moon, to see what it was that God wanted, what it was that God intended for them. They would plot and they would study and they would look. God is speaking to us all the time. In nature, in history, the people that we meet, the phone call that you receive, what happened to you, that accident, that event, that surprise. In all these ways, God is displaying his purposes to you and to me. The first spiritual lesson from this story is, like these magi, we must take the time to look. Friends, is it possible that, though God is speaking all the time, we don't open our eyes. We don't open our ears. 
though God is displaying all the time His purposes to us, we fall into spiritual laziness. So look, with all of their focus, all of their attentiveness, all their love. Second spiritual lesson. Once you've seen, act. Once you've discerned, go. Look, these magi were, let's say, Babylonians, seekers, scientists, seers, searchers. Looking, examining, understanding. What if they had understood? What if they had seen the star, the sign of what God wanted, and yet didn't act, didn't move? What good would it do? Think of the difficulty, by the way, in the ancient world of doing what they did. When someone in the ancient world would travel, they would frequently make their last will and testament. They gathered their friends around them and say goodbye because travel, even over a relatively short distance, was difficult. You know, we take it for granted. We just fly over any obstacle, mountains and streams and oceans. But the ancient world, to travel even a short distance, was very perilous business. These men set out to cross deserts and cross mountains and cross rivers and streams. T.S. Eliot has a great poem, The Journey of the Magi. And there's a line that says, a hard coming we had of it. That's a great understatement. Of course, a hard coming they had of it. But they saw the star, what God wanted. And then they had the courage and the wherewithal to act and to move. Christians, sometimes we discern what God wants for us. We know We've heard it, we've seen it in the events around us, in the scripture, in the liturgy. And then we don't act. I know what God intends for me, but I can't muster the courage to implement it. Second spiritual lesson then, move, go, act as they did. Listen now to a little more of Matthew's account. Herod called the astrologers aside and found out from them the exact time of the star's appearance. Then he sent them to Bethlehem after having instructed them, Go and get detailed information about the child. When you've discovered something, report your findings to me, so that I may go and offer him homage too. Herod, king of Jerusalem putting on this act that he's interested in seeing the king, too. Of course, we know that when Herod heard of the birth of the newborn king, he trembled, and with him all Jerusalem. Herod stands for all those forces that are opposed to Christ and his ways. Herod knows that upon Christ's arrival, his own authority is threatened. And so he plays this subtle politician's game with the Magi. Oh, just let me know when you find out something so I can go too. Of course, what he's saying we know is, so I can go and have him killed. 
Friends, a third spiritual lesson from this great story of the Magi is this. Expect opposition when you walk God's path. Let me say it again. Expect opposition when you walk God's path. When you walk a path that God does not want for you, you walk a path of self-absorption, a path of violence, a path of division, of hatred, expect much of the world to fall right in line with you. Expect a relatively easy path. Remember Jesus speaks about the wide way. Many take it. You find the narrow way. The point is, when you walk God's way, which means the path of love, path of compassion, the path of nonviolence, the path of forgiveness. God's way. When you find it, you have the courage to walk it. Expect opposition. Because the ways of the world so often are the ways of sin. And all the powers of sin will tend to gang up on you and to block your passage. J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of The Lord of the Rings, the basis for the most popular movie right now in the world, said, the spiritual life is always a fight. It's a lesson that we dare not forget. The spiritual life is always a fight. And of course, read the Lord of the Rings just that way. The forces of good and evil arrayed against each other, and when the forces of good find the right path, then all of the dark powers tend to gang up on them. So the Magi, making their way to Jerusalem, run directly into Herod. Opposition. Christians, don't be discouraged when you find your way blocked. Sometimes that's the surest sign that you are on God's way. Listen now as Matthew continues. The star, which they had observed at its rising, went ahead of them until it came to a standstill over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and upon entering the house, they found the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their coffers and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Fourth spiritual lesson from this story. When you've seen the star, you've discerned God's purpose for you. You had the courage to act and to move. You have faced down opposition. And now you come to Christ. That means for us, you discover what it is that your life is about. You come to Christ for you. What do you do? You give him the best you've got. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, because he's a king. Frankincense, because he's God. Myrrh, that one day he will die. But these are precious gifts. The best they have. And they break open these coffers, and they present them to Christ. What's a block in the spiritual life? Oh, we see the star and we find the way, and we, we brook the opposition. And then we come to Christ, and we give him a little bit of our time. 
a little bit of our attention, a little bit of our energy, a little bit of our creativity, a little bit of our imagination. Christ doesn't want that. He wants all of it. He wants the best of you, the best of your mind. He wants the best of your will. He wants the best of your creativity. He wants the gold in you, not the bronze. He wants the best in you. I'm addressing these words in some ways, especially to young people that might be listening to me. Facing that choice, what will I do with my life? Don't make Christ's call a minor consideration off on the side. As you're pursuing your career, nothing wrong with that. But don't let Christ become a side interest, but rather say, what's the best in me? What are my best abilities? Those I pledge to Christ Jesus. Break open the coffers of your heart and your mind and your soul and give him the best you have. Offer him, listen, the homage of your life. How's the story end? They received a message in a dream not to return to Herod. So they went back to their own country by another route. It's great, beautiful detail. Nothing in the scriptures is incidental. They've seen the star. They've had the courage to walk. They've overcome the obstacles. They've given the best of their lives to Christ. Fifth spiritual lesson. When you give your life to Christ Jesus, expect it to change. Fulton Sheen said, no one ever sees Christ and goes back to his own country by the same route. No one sees Christ and goes back unchanged. The more you surrender to Christ Jesus, the more you break open the coffers of your heart, the more your life will be transformed and revolutionized. Beautiful, good, revel in it. Our God wants us fully alive. That means he wants us transformed by his grace. Give your life to Christ. You'll never be the same. That's the great lesson of the Magi. God bless. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. To purchase copies of The Word on Fire, call 847-297-4360. That's 847-297-4360.